Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you need to dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you'd like to join in on our discussion, if you have a question, a praise report, a prayer request, comment, we'd love to hear from you locally. Please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the local the local Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And that number would be 800-366-8883. I say again, that toll-free number, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website in real time. That means right now. I'm waving to you. Hello and God bless. And that web address is www.kkvv.com. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, just go to our website. That address again is www.savethelostlv.org. Look for Radio Archive. Select the date that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. We have years of broadcast up there so you're going to have a good time and I suggest that you tell somebody else about it also we are being archived on iTunes so if you have an Apple device then you can go to iTunes and listen to us again for free there's no charge for the gospel on our watch now if you have a cell phone and most of us do or have access to one, you can listen to KKVV anytime you like. And it only works in the United States, but you can dial this number on your cell phone. That number would be 563-999-3194. I really suggest you lock it in as a contact. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now over your cell phone. And that number again is 563 999 3194. Send that number to someone else and let them know that they can listen to KKVV anytime as well. We must do our part to keep the works of God going strong and available and accessible to any and everyone. Now, we are going to get into our topic for the day. And our topic is for today is God's unconditional love. And we're going to look at that in Romans chapter 8. Again, our topic for today is God's unconditional love. Again, we're going to look at that in Romans 8. Excuse me. But as you know, if you've been listening to me uh, for 2018, I have pledged to give you a Greek word every week. So I am back again with my new Greek word. 
And it comes out of Strong's, and it is number 5245. Again, it's Strong's number 5245. And the word, I'm going to spell it for you, and then I'm going to pronounce it. It's spelled H-U-P-E-R-N-I-K-A-O. Again, let me spell that for you. It's H-U-P-E-R-N-I-A-K-O. And it's Hupernakeo. Hupernakeo. And it means more than a conqueror. It only appears in the Bible one time. It is a verb. And it means to gain a decisive victory. Again, more than a conqueror. A verb, as you know, is a word that is used to describe an action, state, or an occurrence and forming the main part of the predicate of a sentence. For a little review, the predicate is the part of a sentence or clause that tells us what the subject does or is. This word, Hooper Nikaio, is only used one time in the Bible. And we will find that in Romans 8 at verse 37. So we're going to get to Romans 8. I'm in the New King James Version. So let's go to Romans 8. But let me give you a little little background on um, the book of Romans in the Bible before we get there. Because we're going to mainly hang out in Romans 8 today. So um, the purpose is to introduce Paul to the Romans and to give a sample of his message before he arrives in Rome. The author of Romans is, of course, the Apostle Paul. And the original audience are the Christians in Rome. The date that um, this letter was written is about A.D. 57 from Corinth as Paul was preparing for his visit to Jerusalem. The setting, apparently, Paul has finished his work in the east and he planned to visit Rome on his way to Spain after first bringing a collection to Jerusalem for the poor Christians there. And the Roman church was mostly Jewish but also contained a great number of Gentiles. Now, the special features in this letter, also known as the epistle, an epistle, Paul wrote Romans as an organized and carefully presented statement to present his faith. It does not have the form of a typical letter. He does, however, spend considerable time speaking to people in Rome. And at the end of his epistle, he... uh really thanks people for helping him and being there and keeping the faith. So this is really, really a special, special opportunity for us. There's so many things that uh, discourage us at times in our walk and just our daily existence. A lot of times we see things on the news. Uh, we hear things going on amongst our co-workers, family, friends, uh, in our various house of worships in our communities, um, in the um, United States and globally. Um, there are things that happen in reference to our, our physical health or we hear about others' health. Uh, we hear about things that are happening to children. We hear things about um, health ailments that are plaguing uh, babies, you know, at birth, uh, in the womb, um, you know, life, uh, aging, uh, there are certain things that um, 
when you get to a certain period of your life, you may see more and more and more of it uh, happening. Uh, finances are always a concern. Uh, employment, you know, savings, um, just, you know, where am I at this particular stage in my life? You know, what should I be doing? Uh, why am I still upset about some things or uh, why um, do I have, uh, you know, lack of empathy or, or seem to have a care or a concern? Um, there are some things that uh, people are not quite uh, understanding when I'm trying to effectively communicate with them. They seem to be confused. They seem to be missing it or maybe it's me who's missing it or it's confused. A lot of things that can cause us to be uh, discouraged in a season called now. Well, you know, Paul has an answer for that. And it's what we really need to focus on. If we believe what we say we believe, if we are who we say we are in Christ, then this should be something that resonates with you uh, nonstop. And if you ever find yourself to where, you know, it seems like it's taken me over, then I really, really encourage you uh, to go here in the Bible in Romans chapter 8. Uh, the whole chapter is phenomenal, but we're just going to concentrate on verses 31 uh, to the end of the chapter, which would be 39. So let's go to Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> and again, we're going to look at verses 31 through 39. And we're talking about God's unconditional love. <clears throat> All right. So, again, I'm in the New King James Version, so let's look at verse 31 in Romans 8, and the Word of God says this, verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 32, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? 34. Who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. 36. As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, this is Paul's exhortation to you. This is Paul standing on his testimony. This is Paul giving you what you need to be thoroughly persuaded about God's unconditional love for you. So we need to 
breathe that in. And we need to meditate on those words. It basically consists of seven questions that Paul is giving it to you. And he's asking you as a rhetorical question. Yet, he provides the answer. So, this is very, very, very powerful. And we're going to break this down. And Paul is even quoting scripture here. And what he's quoting, and we see that in um, verse 36, that will come out of Psalm 44, 22. So we'll go uh, look at that as well. But we need to get excited in our spirit about this. Because at the end of the day, we have to be to the point where we know, as the Greek word I shared with you, Hooper Nikaio, more than conqueror. And again, it only appears one time, and that would be in Romans 8.37. So let me read that. Romans 8, verse 37. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Man. More than conquerors. I mean, like I said, this is a decisive victory. This is in... All things. We have to know that as men and women of God, as believers, as children of the the most high God, of all creation, all heaven and earth, this is what we have going for us. See, when you're in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you have things that are available to you that are not available to others. And this is what you have to walk in. You have to walk in your kingdomship. You have to understand that you're a peculiar people, that you're a royal priesthood, that you're set aside. You're holy because your God is holy. And this is what he is reminding them of. Now, it was very, very difficult. They were under great persecution in Rome at this time. You know, to even make it publicly known that you followed the way. That means a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was death. So. They were. Very aware. That faith meant something. And that it was important that. They knew that their Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ had died, was raised, was sitting in power, and now resides on the right hand of God. See, and the beautiful thing is that our Lord and Savior died, but he's not dead, and he's coming back again. So you have to have that confidence that you know That you know that you know. So life happens. Circumstances are around us all the time. We can't spend our time worrying about what if, when it's going to happen, or how it's going to happen. We have to spend that energy. See, it's energy. You have the same energy. You have to choose what you're going to do with it. And I really encourage you 
today that you spend your energy building your faith. Because that's what you need to walk away with. No matter what happens, death is going to happen. It comes for all of us. As sure as we are born, these bodies will die. But we have a living soul inside of us. And that's the beautiful thing, is that the soul does not have to die. In a place that's away from God, we have an opportunity to live forever in the kingdom of God. And that nothing will separate us. And faith is what's going to connect us. So we have to understand that. See, everybody dies. And once you die, your soul is going to live in a place. And you decide where you want to live. Now, you can live in heaven or you can live in hell. It's your choice. But today I'm talking to the believer. And for those who have a strong desire to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And this today is a day that you can have the confidence of what the Apostle Paul is talking about. Now, he's not talking about something he doesn't know. He's talking about something he does know. And if you're listening at this point in your life, you have witnessed a miracle that you cannot attribute to a man. You cannot attribute it to talent. You cannot attribute it to money. You can't attribute it to being born in a certain family or being in a certain geographical location. No, you got to attribute it to who it is to be attributed to. And that's the creator. God Almighty himself. That's who you have to attribute it to. Because he's the God of miracle signs and wonders. So if you're listening, you have to understand you've had a God experience already. And for many of us, we are truly aware that it happens all day, every day, without cease. Because that's who God is. So, you got to understand that. And do not let circumstances get you down. Because circumstances are adversity. And adversity is here to what? To perfect you. Because you don't know what you're capable of doing until you've been tested in an area. See, God already knows what you're capable of doing. You may not be aware of it, but he gave you an assignment and he's with you. And God is never against himself or his word. And he's created a great work in you. And that work will be finished. You're part of his divine will and purpose. So you have to understand that and how you get to really absorb that is to stay in his word because there will be influences out there and people that will try to tell you that, you know, God doesn't care. God is busy. God is done. 
that you've done something that God can't forgive you for, well, then they don't know God. So that's what Paul is really exhorting to the people here is that you have got so much going for you because you have a God that loves you unconditionally and he's been consistent and he's been persistent and it has been everlasting. It has never stopped. His character knows no righteous limits. He is the righteous. He sets the standard. So we must remain focused on him and his word. And he has covenants and he will perform his covenant. And see, his covenant is based on what he will do. He just gives us an invitation to be a part of it. But there's nothing that we can do to actually make the covenant because he does that. Because his name is involved. And he invites us to be a part of it. See, when a man asks a woman to marry him, he has in his mind that he's going to take care of her for the rest of her life. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. The death, do they part? He's going to do that. He's going to be a husband. He's going to love her and care for her and be the father to her children. And he will be there always. Caring for her, being concerned about her, looking out for her, cherishing her. Being devoted to her. Being faithful. Giving her the confidence to be the woman that God has always called her to be. Bearing witness to God's plan and purpose in her life. See, that's how God is. He loves us. He's in a covenant with us and there's nothing that's going to separate him from his covenant and his word nothing because he's not a man that he would lie nor is he a sinner that he would have to repent so we have to be mindful of how true his word is as it always has been, as it is today, as it will be forevermore. Paul is very passionate in what he's speaking. He's divinely inspired. He is speaking the word of God. God is using him as a vessel to convey to his people his unconditional love. That no matter where you are in your life, God is with you. There's not any place that you can go that God can't be with you. In your sleep, 
He's there with you. When you don't know, He knows. And that's when your faith takes over. Because you don't have to know everything. What you do have to do in your faith is trust God that He is who He says He is and He's going to do what He says He's going to do. That's where your faith is, is that you trust Him. That He knows what's best for you. That He has a perfect plan for your life. And even though it's filled with adversity, it's only there to perfect you, to make you strong, to create patience in you and to allow the process to work because when you do then you will lack for nothing you will have the testimony of those who are in the hall of faith that you read in Hebrews you will have that testimony you will be able to do and carry on when things happen Because you understand it's a season, it's a process, and that you're not by yourself. Because you cannot do anything without God. What is it that you can do? Can you move without God? Can you think without God? Can you rise up and lay down without God? I don't think you can. In fact, I know you can't. So we need to get back to the Genesis. We need to get back to what is required. And that's faith. That's what's going to get you over. See, the world is concerned about what you look like. What your zip code is. What your level of education might be. Where you are in employment. What your retirement may or may not look like. The clubs and organizations or political persuasion you might affiliate with see that doesn't interest God a resume doesn't mean anything to him because he created you what a divine purpose and plan so let's go to Psalm 44 verse 22 And again, we're talking about God's unconditional love. So let's go there. Okay. Psalm 44 and verse 22. It says, Yet... For your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. See, the writer cries out to God to save his people because of his mercies. Nothing can separate us from God's love, not even death. And we see that again when we were over 
in Romans chapter 8. And we looked at verse 36. So that's where it comes from. Who could you cry out to that would hear that type of call? Who would understand that urgent and pressing need? Who could deliver you from such a thing? God can. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can. And is witnessed by the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has always been there. Yes. We have that going for us. As believers. That's not available to those who are not in relationship. See. That's a kingdom principle. That's something you can stand on. That's something that is manifested constantly for those who are kingdom-minded and connected with the kingdom. And that would be the kingdom of God. See, where Christ is sitting at the head of the church. See, that kingdom. That's what I'm talking about. There's a distinction. And so when you are talking about Jehovah, God, know that this is the one of the Holy Bible. There are many books out there. There are many people who want to attest themselves to God's. But what can a dead God do for you? Ask yourself, what can a dead God do for you? See, when I pray, I know I'm praying to a living God, a God that hears me, a God that has no beginning and end, a God who is the most high God, all creation of heaven and earth, a righteous God, a just God. A God whose word can breathe life into every part of my being. A God that can renew me. A God that can forgive me. A God that can show me the gift of repentance. Can transform my life and lives of others that are connected to me. A God that gives me words that can speak life instead of death over people. A God that can restore me. A God that can give me every day back that the locust ate. Yes, that's the God that I'm talking about. That is a living God, a breathing God, a God that loves me, a God that's in relationship with me, a God that I call Abba, a God that is my father. You cannot attribute that to a dead God. My ancestors, God bless them all. I look forward to seeing them again. But they're dead. So I pray to a living God. 
I'm thankful for those that have come before me who have given me the lessons, who have showed me great faith and great courage because they believed in the same living God that I believe in. I'm very aware of their teachings and I'm grateful and I'm thankful. But in this particular context, we have to understand the unconditional love of God, the God. And that he has laid it out for us. And that we have a place with him. See, he's calling us to him. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we rededicate our lives to him. That we turn back to him. That we get in line and operate that that pleases him. Because it's not hard to please him when we're living the life that he had planned for us all along. See, we need to live our best life in him. And through him. It's eternal. It's everlasting. We have a great opportunity today. To really. Believe. Like we've never believed before. And be able to be bolder. With his word. And sharing it. And living it. And breathing it. And meditating on it. It's all here for us. It's not hidden. It doesn't cost. The price has been paid. It would be a shame. If we don't take this opportunity. Especially with all the rumblings that are going around. In today's world. Don't let it shake you. You should have resolve. You should be able to stand taller. Because you know that your God is moving. And he's right here. Right now. Calling us. Ignore the white noise. Glean to him. Get into his word in a quiet place. Make time for him. Speak to him. He will show you what you need to see. You don't have to be afraid. The papers are going to be there. You can set them down for a time. The shows on TV, they're going to be there. You can turn them off for a while. Entertainment. Food, travel, all those things. Organizations, they're going to be there. Don't forget to put God first. You don't want to miss it. When he's speaking to you. You don't want to say, not right now, I got something else to do. What could be more important than your salvation? 
What could be more important than your eternity? See, when you leave this earth, you're going to spend more time in eternity than you're going to be on this earth. So that's where you need to start putting your focus on the place where you're going to spend the most time. And with who? Don't let the enemy trick you out of your inheritance. He's taken up too much of your time already. Get back to the things of God. Let's look at Romans chapter 4 and look through verses 1 through 8. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about faith. Romans chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 8. And again, I'm in the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this. Verse 1, What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? Verse 2, For if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. 3, For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works the wages are not counted as grace but as debt. Verse 5. But to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. 6. Just as David also described the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. 7. Blessed are those who are lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. 8. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Faith. See, at the time Abraham walked, Jesus had not entered into the earth to do the work of salvation. So, faith was what was required. And faith is still required. And that's how Abraham was counted for righteousness. Because of his faith in God. When God spoke to him, he believed God was who he was. Not for what he did, but he believed him that he was God speaking to him. And that what he said was true. See, at the end of the day, do you believe God is speaking? And when he speaks to you, are you believing that it's true? You can't outgive God. God is from whom all your blessings flow. So how can you outgive him? What is it that you can give the creator that has created everything? That breathed into you and made you a living soul. What possibly do you have to give him? Of material means. What is it? Can you give him a house? Can you give him cars? Money? Fame? Fortune? What can you give him? And then that would be a separation. To them that have and them that don't have. That them that have been here and them that just got here. There would be a separation. There would be division. God is concerned about your faith. 
It starts in your heart. Your heart condition. See? That's it. And we can build upon that. And continue to build upon it. And we have the blueprint. We have examples of those who didn't necessarily make the right decisions. They didn't always do the right thing, but they were faithful. See, God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for faithfulness. See, obedience has to do with your faith. Because when you have faith, you're going to want to do things that are pleasing to God. You're going to think about the things that you do and the people that you associate with. See, at the end of the day, you get to the age of accountability where you know the difference between right and wrong. And you're going to make a choice as to whether you're going to do right or you're going to do wrong. And when you come into a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then there's an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter and the Helper. And He's there to help you with your journey, with your walk. See, you were paid for with a price. The precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He paid for all your sins. Those that you're aware of and those you're not. All of them. So that you can have an opportunity to enjoy the gift of salvation. And live in eternity. And see his face and have fellowship with him. That's how wonderful God's love is for us. That even in his rebuke, his correction with love, we have this unconditional love, this display that he has for us and wants for us and cares for us. Constantly. Without end. What kind of dead God can do that? What kind of dead ancestor that can do that? None. You need a living God in your life. You need a God that has overcome death. A God that loved you so much that he didn't withhold his son from you. That he had a plan for salvation for you that involved the crucifixion, crucifixion of his son. That his son would be scorned. He would be rejected. He'd be lied on. He'd be hated. Persecuted. Left, back turned on, 
But guess what? He did it for you and me and for those who believe and love him and keep his commandments. Yes. He did it for us. We have that going for us. It's a testimony. God's living word is his testament to us. It's his covenant to us. That he's going to perform it. That he is performing it. You ought to get excited about that. Having that confidence that you come from a living God. It's the whole purpose of this radio ministry. Saved or lost at all costs. God wants you to hear that constantly. Believe it. You're worth saving. You're worth fighting for. You're worth dying for. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he wants to spend time with you. Without end. And that you'll get a new body. And you'll be glorified. And you'll be able to be in his presence. No sin is allowed. No sickness is allowed. No dying. No crying. No pain. Despair. Persecution. It only lasts for a little while. And then we have our just reward. But we need to be building up others for the edification of the body of Christ. We need to be telling others about the crown of life they have waiting for them. And that in a season called now, God is operating that we can pray to a God that answers our prayers. That is a God of miracle signs and wonders. That manifests himself without end constantly in our lives. That he's all knowing. And he's ever placed at the same time all the time. And that his knowledge is so much greater than ours. He's one that doesn't sleep. Cares for us. And that our tears are something that will not be in vain. That he is aware of those that deal in darkness. And those who are against the kingdom. He's quite aware of them. And vengeance are his and he will repay. We need to give the proper response as men and women of God. We need to be a testament to Jesus' love and compassion and forgiveness. Even against those who plot against us. Even against those who say we have no place in this realm. Even those who will unfairly lie and judge us. 
We need to give the proper response. We need to let them know we are God's chosen. We are his people. And we will act and conduct ourselves accordingly. And there's nothing that we're afraid of. Because if God be for us, who could be against us? Yes, that's what we need to respond with. We need to sit straighter. We need to walk further we with our heads up high because what we want is not down on the ground and it's not behind us. We need to own these words. Speak these words. Get them down in our bones and every fiber of our being. And if we die, we die because we know in dying where we're going to be. So there's no fear in dying. Because everything dies. But we have a place to live. With our King of Kings. Our Lord of Lord. Our Advocate. That the one who makes intercession for us. To the Father. See. That's about God's unconditional love. For us. Let's go to Hebrews. And then. Now that we've had this discussion. We're going to come back to. Romans. And I believe it's going to. Lift you up. So much more. That you're going to be. Ecstatic. And rejuvenated. And feeling more than conquerors. Yes, that's what we want. For you to have that Hooper Nakiel. Yes, you want that. You want that more than conquerors. Yes, you want to embody that Greek word. Yes, you do. So, Hebrews 11 And we're going to go to verse 6. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We have that going for us as believers. See? It's impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith. At least the faith of a mustard seed. It's probably the smallest seed there is. You gotta have at least that. Because it's impossible to please God without faith. We have to operate in faith. That's what makes us different. That's what aligns us with the kingdom of God. See, that's a spiritual, divine gift. Faith. Now let's go back to Romans. We're coming down to the last couple of minutes. And I hope you have your Bible still open. And let's go back to Romans chapter 8 verse 31. And we're going to read down to verse 39. 
Romans 8.31, and the Word of God says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? 34. Who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died? And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. 35. Who shall spare us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? 36. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Lord our, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, believe it, receive it. I am praying for you today that you understand the unconditional love that God has you. We love you. God bless and save the lost at all costs. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you?